we had this thing where like we'd put our fists up in pictures and say solid <laughs> <laughs> and like i don't know where it came from <laughs> i wasn't really in on a lot it of it sounds like the most 13 year old yeah <laughs> Right, and welcome to another episode of the People of Queens podcast. I'm here with Sophie. She is a second year commerce student. And not only that, but she's also on the Queens women's basketball team and the Queens women's rugby team. But on top of that, she's also on the Canadian women's national rugby team and is a Chancellor's Scholar Scholarship recipient. Okay, hi Sophie. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a pretty Quite intense. Handle, yeah. yeah, I know. It was a pretty intense uh, introduction. As you can see, he's a very impressive person with me. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, we're gonna talk about the beer. Today we are drinking a beer, a beer brand or a brew house that I drank on the first episode, all or nothing. But this one is called Snooze You Lose. And I thought it was very fitting for a guest, which we'll get into later. But I'll just read. I'll just read about it. Read about it like I do. Snooze, you lose. All or nothing. Snooze, you lose. Is a medium brown ale brewed with Ontario wildflower honey and caramel malt. Sweet, pleasant aromas of chocolate are balanced with hints of espresso and honey. Okay, with that, we we cheers. Cheers. And then we drink. That's good. Thoughts? I don't know, probably as well as you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to... I normally sip again. Yeah, I like it. It's it's definitely... It's definitely very malty, which explains, like, the dark... The dark color. It's not necessarily... I wouldn't necessarily... It's my kind of beer, but it is pretty good. What would you say so is I your like, kind of beer? I, I like hoppy beers that are more, like, light. Lighter. At least, that's what I figured. But, hey, I'll drink it as beer. Okay, what do you think? It's I'm a fan. You're, you're one half of yeah. it. You like it? Okay, good. I like good. the, uh, what does it say? The oh. hints of honey. Oh my yeah. gosh, I just... Oh my gosh. I just got like the espresso and the you're honey. You're picking up on it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Because the thing is like when I read these cans, normally they just throw in a bunch of words that like... When you actually drink the beer, yeah, you don't I'm actually... actually tasting this. You, you don't actually taste it, but... I taste it, man. Yeah. I, I'm feeling it now. Is it an See? Ontario beer too? Oh yeah, it's Do you brewed always in, pick Ontario? I, I try to stay Canadian, not yeah. Ontario, but okay. it's brewed in Oshawa, Ontario. Shout out to Yeah, this brand has this brew house has not failed me. All or nothing brew house. Yeah. Yeah. So on the on the can we have um, a very muscular man who seems to be fighting a bear. Much like the um, there's that video of the the MMA fighter. What's that Russian MMA fighter who fought? Uh, you lost me. <laughs> the, you don't know anything about MMA? MMA? I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I figured that a lot of podcasts... Like Joe Rogan, do you... Do yeah, you I listen to Joe. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, he talks a lot about MMA, so I feel like I've watched it, but I've never actually watched it. Oh, true. Well, I'm going to maybe go back and edit in who the uh, MMA fighter is, but he, he apparently there's a video of him as a teenager or as a child fighting a bear and he's Russian. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Enough about that. Good okay. Start. Okay, yeah, good start. Um so firstly what I like to do is I like to start from the bottom to the top or go from the bottom to the top as I like to say. So I wanted you to just tell me about 
your your beginnings, your family life, where you where you grew up? Sure. Um, so I'm from Victoria, BC. Okay. Um, like born and raised, yeah. Oh, born and raised, West okay. Coast, West Coast. Um, and yeah, so I grew up. My two half brothers, who are 11 and 12 years older than me, um, one of them also played rugby for Canada. Like two good athletes. So. They're 11. Sorry, they're 11 and 12 11 years. 11 and 12 years older. Yeah, they're from my dad's first marriage. Um, but like we're super close, like brothers. Oh. Okay. And sisters would be. Um, okay. Like, like roughhousing and all that. I think it's probably how I got known as kind of a tougher rugby player because I would always wrestle them. But um, yeah, my mom and dad both captained the national team for rugby. So my mom was the first women's captain ever for the national team. She captained the team for 10 years and went to two World Cups with them. And then my wow. dad captained Canada at the first Rugby World Cup in 1987 and captained the team for... 13 years um so it was kind of like rugby was kind of in my blood since i was little and then um so so take me back yeah so do you have any other siblings besides your two brothers no okay but my brother ty like i said played for canada my brother jake had some unfortunate injuries but played club rugby too so okay so when when did you first start playing rugby or what was the first sports you got sport you got into it would be rugby for sure i think i started when I was probably four or five. Okay. Um, at this like local rugby club that we have. And then my parents coached my elementary school team. When I was in grade three, I started like organized through elementary school. Um, and then I started, I played like, growing up I played like soccer, basketball too, obviously, um, field hockey, swimming, cross country, track, volleyball. All at the same time or like? Um, Yes. In high school, like at high school, it would be easier to remember. In high school, I was playing six, six or seven sports at the same time. So I had rugby, soccer, basketball, volleyball, track, cross country, and rowing. Dang. Yeah. So yeah, that's, so I started playing rugby when I was like, yeah, four or five. Okay. So you, you were always playing sports from a young age. You go to high school and you're playing like, what, like six or seven sports? Yeah. How did you make the transition to university? What were like some of the things that turned you on to Queens? Um, so James Bambury is the assistant coach of the women's basketball team. Okay. And there's this um, previous like national team basketball coach that is based out of Vancouver, who sort of knew me from watching me play basketball. Um, in high school. In high school, yeah. And so she had worked with Dave as our women's basketball head coach. She'd worked with Dave and James before, and she mentioned my name to them. So James reached out to me, and I knew at that point that I wanted to stay in Canada because I had decided that I wanted to play both basketball and rugby. So for a little while, um, I'd love to go into the States for basketball. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, when I decided I wanted to play both, um, James reached out to me, and I literally knew nothing about Queens other than, like, some brochures I'd seen. <laughs> well, I mean, you're on the West Coast. Yeah, I mean, People exactly. in Ontario don't know about Queen. Yeah. So I was <laughs> looking at, like, UVic and UBC yeah. and U of A. And then, yeah, it's, I came for, to a visit, uh, for a visit to Queens, and it just felt, I don't know, it felt it's so cheesy. But I feel like sometimes a lot of, like, cliches hold truth, and that's why they're repeated so often. Yeah. But it's, it's super cliche, but I just felt when I got here that it felt like home. And, like, 
it just felt right. And there was so many people walking up and down the street in like Queen sweatshirts. And I'd never seen so much passion about a school before. There was like, it's like Ontario, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah, it's like a big body of water. Yeah, a big body of water that's similar to like Victoria, obviously yeah, right, growing right. up on an island surrounded by the ocean. And then I found that like the size of Kingston was pretty similar to Victoria, so mm. it kind of just felt like home, and everyone lived so close together. And then the coaching staff was like willing, excuse me, willing to work with me playing both sports. And that was like a big key for me when I was going through the recruiting process was that I needed uh, the coaches to like be able to work together because otherwise there's no way it would, right, it right. would ever um, be successful for me to right. play those sports. So yeah, and then obviously the, the teams, the girls, I didn't get to know them that well on the visit, but I'm just so glad that I came here. I don't know, for a while too, like this is, I'm going off a tangent. No worries, man. Um, I was playing with the National Women's Sevens team. Okay. Which is like is centralized in Victoria um, in my grade 12 year. And I had to decide whether to like leave that program and move into, so like move into women's 15s rugby, um, which isn't centralized. <laughs> so you can okay. play from wherever. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I had to decide to leave that program to go to school. So that was a really hard decision but I'm the minute I got to Queens I was like yeah this is the right spot for me I'm so glad I made that choice well that's that's really fitting because this podcast is Val P and about <laughs> Queens mainly it's why yeah. I started the podcast because I, I really like the university yeah but I have I have two full follow-up questions so one was you talked about playing so many sports in, in high school how did you how did basketball and rugby well, I, I could see how rugby was sort of yeah well, why basketball and why those two things I think, um, number one, I'm tall. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, uh, well, six foot. It's not that tall for basketball, but it helped me for sure growing up. Right. Um, and I think basketball, it's so fast-paced, and there's so many... I'm a really competitive person, and there's so many opportunities to win in basketball. Like, okay. you can win your one-on-one matchup. You can win a rebounding battle. You can win your way down the floor. You can um, obviously win as a team. You can, you know, somehow get in the other team's head, and that's a win. So it was like all these mini games within the game that just really drew me to basketball, I think. And it was also my own thing. Like, I, mm-hmm. especially yeah, growing yeah. up, I felt like I had a lot of pressure. Yeah. To um, do rugby on me to yeah not for my parents but I think just I in general put it on myself yeah. Yeah, yeah to like be good at rugby yeah so having that basketball as an outlet that was completely my own thing and I could just go shoot hoops at night and like out on our in our driveway like it was just a way that I could kind of still be like moving my body and and competing but it didn't have to be in rugby Oh wow! Okay, that's that's good. What so what what parallels are there between uh, basketball and rugby? Are there any or? Yeah, for sure. Like, does it help that you play both sports? I think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd argue that yes, because there's like it's a lot of um, sort of explosive movements in a tight space with contact. Okay. Yeah. Um, little side steps and bursts of speed and yeah um, that makes sense 
Yeah, right? And you yeah. kind of like defensively too. Rugby, we talk a lot about tracking and staying in front of your um, offensive player. And it's the same thing in basketball. Yeah, for defense. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just, you got to try to keep them square in front of you. So I find, and I also find that like having field vision in rugby, like being able to look beyond the, the defense into the space behind you. Oh, okay. um, is really helpful and that transfers to basketball looking into the second line of defense and where cutters are going. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes that's that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Good. So you talked a lot about sports in high school, but that's that's not only that's one big part of your life. Yeah. But from what I gather, there's there's more because you you also won a pretty big scholarship. I, I know a lot of people <laughs> that applied to the scholarship got into Queens Commerce, which is already a hard program to get into don't even get me started on that but got into queen's commerce but also got the chancellor's scholarship so how did that come about how did you how did you know about it um so when i was being recruited okay when i was being recruited uh <laughs> dave the um Bones basketball coach mentioned that the chancellor's scholarship um, was an opportunity and that i would likely be a good candidate for it so yeah, in my grade 12 year, I went through, I decided I was going to go to Queens in November, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, November, because okay. I had to get the application in for Chancellor's Award by December 1st. Um, so I wrote up that application. Um, I, I've never had any work experience because <laughs> sports take <laughs> up so much so time and, and school, obviously. So I focused it more on like... Um, I've done some humanitarian work, um, building homes in Mexico, um, a lot of coaching youth teams, and then obviously my experiences playing with the national team um, and I mean, provincial that's, teams. If, if I were to make an <laughs> argument, I would say that's better than having work experience. Yeah, but, yeah. I think so. Um, and then school-wise, um, I don't know, I sounds super conceited. I've always done really well in school. And I think the work ethic probably from playing sports transferred over to yeah. to academics and um, my parents are really good influences on me in that they, in a non-hounding and um, annoying way, could, like help me to get my work done and and make sure that I know the importance of getting an education and and that's why I chose to go to school and not to continue playing rugby in Victoria. Mm -hmm. um, because I just think... Right, because that was an option. Right? Yeah. I didn't think of that, yeah. Yeah, because I could have stayed centralized and looked at going to the 20, 2020 Olympics. But I figured <laughs> yeah, I figured that like it was better to leave and get an education and, and possibly give up that Olympic dream for 2020 and, and look at going for 2024 or 2028. Um, and have an education under my belt from a school and a program the caliber of, of Queen's Commerce and have yeah. the ability to, to play university rugby and basketball simultaneously. I just think it's such a great opportunity that I, I didn't want to give up. And, and yeah, that, so back to what I was saying, the academic piece is just so, so vitally important to like help you grow as a person. So I, I don't know. I've just always put a big emphasis on it. Oh, wow. Okay. Well... I know I'm asking you a lot of why questions, but yes. why did you choose um, Queen's Commerce? Look at, um, <laughs> it's just because the base stuff is yeah. just like, why? Yeah, no, that's so yeah. fair. I don't know why. I've always, I guess, 
I always wanted to go into law because it's a competitive. Okay. It's like you're matched up against someone and you're straight up beating them or losing. Yeah, I, I get yeah. it. I get it. So <laughs> yeah, okay. So, <laughs> that's what competition is, guys. If you didn't know. <laughs> um. So that like kind of always drew me to law. I don't really know that much about it, but I felt like commerce was a good base that could could lead to law and would be really valuable in in like concurrent with a law degree and also um it just like applies to, i think you can apply it to anything that you decide yeah. to do yeah. and knowing that i was coming to queens and that commerce was i'm gonna say the best program at queens let's go <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, that is definitely... That's your opinion, Sophie. Yes. Yeah, two non-commerce people. Well, yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we can argue about that. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to be in the best possible program. Oh, yeah. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Dang. Wow. Okay. So, wait. So, does that mean that um, commerce is not your end goal? You You want to do law? I'm still not sure on it, You're not sure. I, but I've never, like, I, I couldn't tell you right now that I want to be an accountant or an entrepreneur <laughs> or a hedge fund manager. There's nothing that, like... Or marketing or no, HR. No, definitely <laughs> not. There's nothing that, like, immediately... Because I, I, could, I could personally see you going into, like, finance or something, like, like an intense, like, work environment. Because yeah. clearly you can... Ha- I mean, you're way more qualified to handle that <laughs> than some of the people I know are interested in. <laughs> Maybe. I've thought about it. I it's it's still really appealing to me, but I wouldn't say I'm like a finance whiz or something that like just picks up finance and does it for fun on the weekends and mm-hmm. and is already investing at the age of fifteen and uh-huh. so like but I, I could definitely see myself getting into it and I'm definitely interested by it. I I'm really interested in like international affairs. Okay. And I'd re- I think it'd be really cool to work for the UN in some capacity or or like the International Olympic Committee so that I still have sport involved. But Yeah, that's that's really cool. Wow, like these are some big I feel like my goals are not big enough now. These are some no. these are some high hitting <laughs> no goals. To get there, though. <laughs> we got Olympics, we got UN yeah, over here. God. That's really cool. Well, what what interests me is like I was gonna ask you about this regardless, but it's it's really interesting. It seems like you're motivated like a lot by like competition. Yeah. Like I consider myself like a very competitive person. I think a lot of people in my, our program are, yeah. but like it seems like you're really you're really competitive. <laughs> so is it like the aspect of winning that that you 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 like? You just like winning a lot. I hate losing. Oh, you hate losing. Yeah. Okay, so it's a flip. I I love the feeling of winning, but I I, I think there's you, you nothing dislike worse than than losing. I just and I've always been that way. Like I used to play cards with my parents and make up random rules so that I could win. And they would be like, "Sophie, what are you doing? Like we're <laughs> we know what you're doing." But I would just add in rules or like I've started to tame it down a bit more because I think. It can get pretty annoying when you're in a casual social situation and I start flipping out about a game that I want to win or getting super competitive. So I've like learned to to manage it okay. and bring it out when necessary. But I've just always kind of yeah hated losing and wanted to like win and and prove myself and like 
make people around me proud and like be proud of myself, I'd say. Mm, okay, so, man, this is gonna come out a bit weird, but obviously, I mean, not obviously, but maybe, I guess the Queens, the teams you're on, you probably lost before. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, obviously, they don't lose every time. Honestly, if, like, don't... How, have, how do you deal, like, my question is, how do you yeah. deal with that? Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't think I've ever really won, like, a big championship that I've wanted to win, which, like, irks me so much. Um, okay. But how do I deal with losing? I write a lot of stuff down. So when I lose a game, I'll take notes on how I'm feeling and um, reread them when I am feeling lazy and unmotivated because I think I'm making it sound a lot right now like I wake up every morning at 5.30 like raring to go and like go out and win the day which is so <laughs> not the case not a morning that's person. definitely the impression you put yeah. out yeah <laughs> I do wake up at 5.30 some like good amount of mornings but it's not with a smile on my face and jumping out of bed. Um, so a lot of times, like when I don't have that motivation, I can reread those quotes that I have or letters I've written to myself um, just so I can get that motivation back. And mm. uh, so, yeah, I, I deal with losing in that way. That sounds pretty, that sounds pretty positive. Like that seems like a pretty positive way of losing. Yeah, I think, like with every loss you're you're learn you gotta learn something right otherwise it just sucks straight up right yeah so you gotta try to take something from it yeah so i was talking to my first podcast guest about this and we were saying or at least i think sort of my philosophy on this is like it's how you handle failure that defines your success so it's sort of like that's what i was trying to understand like but I, i i like I like the way you use your failure to motivate you. That that seems even more like productive. Yeah. That actually seems really interesting. Yeah, I think a lot of successful people try to look at failure that way as like just one more step towards success and like there's so many different quotes about failure and Yeah. Um but yeah, I think I think what you said about like how you handle failure really defines whether you'll be successful or not. Yeah, that's cool. So, like, along the same sides of, like, competitiveness, I'm pretty competitive. And one thing I do a lot is compare myself to other people. And, yeah, I was wondering, like, do you do that or, like... Yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure, for sure. (laughs) Especially in our program, it's pretty bad. It's, like, almost impossible not to. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, I've definitely struggled with that. And, like, coming back to when I was in high school in the sevens program... I like would do that a lot and compare myself and it's just like not a really healthy (laughs) healthy way to manage your competitiveness yeah Yeah. so I've tried more and more to like center myself and just work on like literally all you can control is what you do right and then the rest just you got to be good to be lucky and lucky to be good so you got to hope the rest goes well (laughs) but you can manage as many controllables as you can but it's only impacting yourself and um like even kind of as an aside but like i've been getting into yoga lately since both of my seasons are um technically in off season for university before i get into more national team competition this summer okay so i've had some time to go to yoga and it's all about like breathing and and centering yourself 
and I find myself looking in the mirror so much and being like, oh, that person's in a deeper stretch than me, and like, I gotta get deeper. <laughs> in yoga. But then I like can't walk the next day, so <laughs> so I'm trying to really focus on just like breathing and and being better than I was, or not even being better than I was the day before. Like just letting my body do whatever feels best that day, and so I feel like that's a really good practice that I started to adopt, so that I don't compare myself to everyone all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's- that's, that's pretty good like my mindfulness and like that stuff's pretty useful especially like I like the quote like compare yourself to who you were yesterday yeah even though it's so hard to do yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's why I think lifting weights is really cool because yeah. you, you you see the progression quantitative yeah. number yeah exactly yeah I know yeah so, I totally agree with that like I feel like work like ever since I started working out I feel like it's it's almost like the one of the most quintessential ways to like define your hard work because it's like you go to the gym and then you're lifting weights and then you put in the time you put in the work like you you be consistent and yeah. eventually like you'll reap the rewards yeah it's almost like the most like direct correlation between like hard work and like yeah. like a, a achievement basically it's so visible right yeah like you can just see it especially if you're writing down the weights you're doing each day you can look back like i have training journals from grade 10 and i can look back and see what my pb of a bench was in grade 10 versus what my pb of a bench is now and that's cool like having that comparison is sweet yeah. yeah. You're like, dang, I'm, yeah, I'm like, wow, that's a lot of progress. <laughs> or, dang, I was weak. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just being hard on yourself yeah. in the past. <laughs> what True. kind of lifting stuff do you do now? Um, or weight room or whatever. I don't know. Uh, I do, uh, I do like push pull. And then legs. That's basically what I've been yeah. doing. Like, so, uh, I don't really want to talk about it because I'm not like it was someone else. I would be like, oh yeah, I do all this stuff, but I feel like I'm rather unqualified to talk no, about this. But that that makes sense. Um, what 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 stuff do you guys do to train for like the sports that you're in? Um, so like, do you guys do circuit training? Because I was talking to a hockey player and he was talking about circuit training. I was like, yeah. oh, I didn't. I never heard of that. Yeah. So, um, a lot of the um, the Queens had strength coaches Colin and Evan they're awesome they're sweet um, they do a lot of circuit training stuff because there's so many athletes in the gym at one time that like that's a good way to get all of your different muscle groups in within mm-hmm. a short hour period of time just quickly for people who don't know what circuit training is that okay yeah <laughs> so it's like it would be like um, just really rudimentary like you could say push-ups sit-ups reverse lunges um and you would do those um back to back to back say 10 of each and then you would go through that circuit three times that would be an Um, example of a circuit and and so like what what is like the benefits of that is that only like muscle building or is it like endurance and stuff like that it's it's probably more geared towards strength endurance and and maintenance of your strength Versus like um, less, like when you're getting into more just, for example, I don't know, like a five by five back squat where you're taking like a minute rest in between or probably closer to two or three minute rest in between, then you're more into like strength building and sort of like five reps and under is, is more power and strength building and sort of six reps and up is more hypertrophy. So just getting bigger muscles. Yeah. Um, versus actually the power output that you're getting from those muscles. 
So, so do you guys only do circuit training or is there? Um, in, in you guys season, have like regiments that yeah. you have to follow. Yeah, for sure. In season, in season we lift two times a week, um, and it's mostly circuit and like maintenance stuff. And then off season we lift three to four times a week, and it's more strength building. But I actually do um, the programs from Rugby Canada, so I lift. So you're morally, basically. No, <laughs> no, I just do, I just do different stuff. So it's like um, three to four times a week, basically all, all the like throughout the year, and they're closer to like hour and forty-five to two-hour lifting sessions, and they're a lot more, a lot um, less circuit training and a lot more strength training because they're geared towards like older women that like don't have five classes to go to in the day and have more yeah, time. Yeah, that's all they're doing. Yeah. Have more time than just an hour yeah. in the gym. Um, so that's like kind of what I try to find time in my day for. Um, so it's, yeah, it's more, it's more building as opposed to maintenance. Okay, so like, I don't really know this, but like how, how what is like the age limit for rugby? Like when are you hitting your stride? <laughs> Um, is it now? Yeah, it's not. <laughs> uh, or like, like, when is it like too old for someone to be playing rugby? Like, like you, in the professional level. You hit mid thirties, you're probably on the downhill. You're probably mm. not playing past forty or or late thirties. What's like the average age of like the Canadian national women's team? Um, I'd say probably about twenty eight. I'm guessing. So you're like on the younger side. Yeah. How does that feel? It's a sweet, like, <laughs> I've kind of always got, gotten the opportunity to play up age groups. Oh, okay. And I feel, I feel like you get so much development done, and and it's just, like, fun to hang out with older people who, like, have more interesting... Who are not, like, college students. have more interesting lives than you, right? And you can, like, have mature conversations with them, and, like, obviously, obviously like, come back to your friends that are your own age and have a good time, but it's nice yeah. to have connections with people that are older and, like, kind of see what their lives are like and, and what yours could look like in the future. That's cool. Do you get do you get paid to do that? Um, so when I was centralized with Sevens, uh-huh. I got paid. Okay. Um, and then when I... De- Is it, like, contract-based? Or? Yeah. Okay. When I decentralized myself to come to Queens, now... I don't get paid, unfortunately, but like, but, but all our travel and like tours and gear and everything is paid for. No, I was going to say, but you also get a lot of money in scholarship. Yeah, true. (laughs) (laughs) Except I'm in commerce, so. (laughs) (laughs) So do you, so besides the chance for scholarship, do you have any other scholarships? Personal. Um, (laughs) I have, I have athletic scholarships, yeah. Dang. How are those awarded? Um, Are they just based on your... I think they're just based on your athletic performance and, like, coaches' discretion on what they're... They... um, Because they... I'm pretty sure this is how it works. I'm pretty sure they have a scholarship budget, and they can allot it how they see fit. I see. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was wondering, so you're, you're... See, I think the people in our program and people outside of our program... This is going to sound kind of bad, but... Tend to complain about like being busy and stuff like that, yeah. and I feel like if there's anyone that needs to complain, it's you. Because <laughs> I've had people that I wanted to have on the podcast, and they're like, "Oh, like, uh, and we can never find a time to meet." Yeah. 
but I mean, we found time to meet yeah. in like a week. So I was wondering how you how you balance your your work and your school life. Um, Google Calendar. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I have everything on Google Calendar, and I plan my weeks out like way, way in advance. In advance. So that I know when I'm available and when I'm not available. And if I have a two-hour break, that, like, maybe it's pretty, like, this worked out really well. We're, like, lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, because stuff is winding down. Because, like, I don't know what other programs are like, but our week 12 is, like, not bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, we were, like, I was ecstatic when you were, like, Thursday night. I was like, yes, that works. Um, Yeah, I just plan my weeks out in advance, and I enjoy what I do. That's, like, the biggest thing. People always ask me, like, how do you get that much done in a day? But it's because I'm, like, excited to go from one thing to the next for the most part. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. Yeah, I find, like, when you're... It really comes down to motivation, but, like, if you like what you do, you're always going to be motivated, yeah. right? and you want to do it with people that you like, too. True. Like, if if I wasn't good friends with people on the basketball team, going to basketball practices, as as motivated as I am to play yeah. basketball, yeah. would be shitty. Yeah. But because I'm, like, good friends with them, it's fun to go to practice, and even when you're running lines and tired and it's been a long day, you again so cliche but your friends are there so it's a good time yeah that's true what about the rugby team do you have any friends on there yeah rugby is probably um they there's a lot more girls so like um oh there's more okay there's more people in general there's more people yeah sorry the rugby team roster is about 36 and the basketball roster is somewhere between 15 and 17 okay um so there's like yeah it's sweet because I came here and I had like 50 friends automatically. Oh, okay. Um, That's cool. Yeah. I'm def- I definitely have a, lot of, have a lot of friends on both teams. Wow. Okay. Miss Pop. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I also don't talk to anyone in my program. So I only Aww. have friends from sports. <laughs> That's just, well, you talk to me now. Yeah, He's like, now I have one promise friend. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> no, that's not true. But um, is, how is like the, the dynamic between people and like do you between your your teammates is it like do you find yourself being competitive between them because i don't know you guys have different career paths or i mean you know you're on the canadian national congress <laughs> and they're maybe they're not and they're like oh man i wish i was like sophie uh honestly my teammates are are amazing i give like all credit to them like um i find there's a lot more competitiveness between people when you're on the national team like within the national team because you're trying to vie for spots <laughs> oh, i forgot to close the as well um but i think with on the university team everyone's kind of in the same boat and going to school and getting work done and coming to practice and i i feel like there's less competitiveness between us and more just like support and kind of just laughing stuff off and having a good time yeah that sounds like that sounds like a sorority it honestly it is to be super honest with you that's awesome yeah are there like okay so are there like team socials and stuff like that or do you guys always do work yeah there's there's definitely socials so there's stuff i'm missing out on basically yeah basically (laughs) you gotta join dang it i'm gonna join the work what would be your sport i don't know It'd probably be it'd probably be like something really brown, like cricket or something. We don't have a, we don't like cricket. 
<laughs> Don't ask me that question. <laughs> no, I'd probably be like tennis. I played a lot of tennis when I was in high school. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I want to put my kid in tennis. I feel like it's so good for your lateral movement and just like strength endurance. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Probably a good one. I don't know what lateral movement is. Side to side. I'm asking you the question. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. You know, I guess I got good lateral movement, probably. Yeah, I feel like boxing would be a cool kit. Oh, yeah, boxing's cool, too. Yeah, yeah I would want to do that yeah. as well. Because you, you get, like, fast feet movement. Wow. Fast feet. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> hand movement and stuff and just, like, anticipating... Yeah, and you're also punching someone. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't want my kid to become a boxer, but <laughs> at the early stages. So Khabib, that's the guy's so name. I remember. Oh, okay. Khabib. Yeah. There's a video of Khabib fighting a bear. There we go. Wow, that took me a while. No, you don't have to go back. No, I'm not going to go back. I'm yeah. going to hear it now. Well, my last question before we take a break is um, what do you do for fun? Because it seems like there's a lot of. <laughs> working <laughs> yeah uh sleep naps okay <laughs> um let's okay this is my cop-out answer and then i'll try to give you a better answer okay but i find sports are like a really good outlet that i just have like when okay. i'm when i just need to have fun i'll like go to the gym and get some shots up and just like kind of relax okay <laughs> To a better answer that I feel like you're more trying to get at would be like um, I like to listen to like music and just have like a random even though I suck at dancing like dance party with my housemates and just like nice. relax um, I like all sorts of music like I've just bought tickets to a Chris Stapleton concert in is that August a, is country. that a country music yeah I like country music actually um, country I like a lot of older music like 70s like 70s rock. 80s 70s 80s like yeah. Billy Joel type stuff I love Billy Joel yeah yeah um Eagles big yeah. Eagles fan and then you know the odd time there's a top 40 hit that just strikes a chord that you so you listen to some pop music yeah yeah that's cool I, I like I, I would be the same like I like all I like to say I like all types of music I do yeah. like country music yes yeah brown Sweet. band that likes country music okay. yeah I like Zach Brown band and Sam Hunt yeah. Stuff like that. The pop country. A little bit of country. Yeah, yeah, I like the pop country. Yeah, I know. Everyone <laughs> judges me. Hey, I also like, you know, like, I guess, like, Jason, like, Jimmy Buffett, I guess, is not that pop. I went to a Jimmy Buffett concert when I was in Hawaii one time. Dang. My first concert ever. Oh, yeah. I'm so jealous of you. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. George, a little bit of George Strait. Like, I'm not going to say I'm an actual country fan. Okay. I, I feel like actual country fans listen to George I'm a little bit too ethnic to listen to George Strait. <laughs> My brother's like George Strait. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool, yeah. Okay, I guess we'll take a quick break here. Stop the podcast. Let me compose myself and we'll go to the next seg- segment. And we're back. Okay, we got our nice refills. Now I'm going to uh, continue in a, a new segment I started last last week which went pretty well it's um i like to say that we grew up in a time in which posting on facebook was very cool you know it was 2008 i think or two th- a little bit earlier than that it was facebook was on the scene you know everyone was getting facebook yeah and uh, i don't know you make some rather interesting questionable posts and see <laughs> i had the four i had the forethought to you know 
go back and delete myself or untag myself. <laughs> but it seems Sophie has uh, failed to do so. <laughs> so this is like, I don't know what I'm calling this segment. I guess, uh, you know, so I'll, I'll, I'll describe. Hmm, let me just find a good one here. All right, this is great. This is, this is absolutely great. Uh, what I'm looking at, unfortunately, this is a podcast, so I can't show the picture in any way, but I can describe it. This looks like a picture from taken from an amusement park, an amusement park. It's like, you know, when you're riding the ride and they like snap a picture of you in between. It's like one of those. And it's Sophie with her fist pumped, you know, raised. But her eyes closed, so so uh, I, I guess she didn't she didn't keep her eyes open <laughs> with a with a um, a friend that I could assume who's in in fear in great fear, and there is an outline. There's a frame around the photo, which which uh, it's like some sort of I don't know like like London like the silhouette of like London or no that looks like New York like the silhouette of New York and on top of it it says. It says roller coaster, which is a great <laughs> description. <laughs> but, but, hold on, I got a caption for you. Are you ready for this caption? This is why I love this stuff. The caption is one word, you kept it simple solid. <laughs> oh, That's <gosh>. it. <laughs> okay, now I'm gonna show the picture to Sophie. Sophie, explain the context of okay. this photo <laughs> so, from 2013. <laughs> so I was 13, um, but that year. No, you're 14. No, I was 13 that year, that, because uh, that was in February. My birthday uh. is June 30th. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so that was the first time I got to play for the provincial team. And that was the U18 BC Sevens rugby team. And we had this thing where, like, we'd put our fists up in pictures and say solid. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I don't know where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really in on a lot of that the jokes. It like the most 13 year old thing yeah. that you ever. Yeah, but like they were all 18 and <laughs> or like 16 or whatever. And I just didn't really know any of the jokes were because I was considerably You were just younger. trying to fit in. I was just trying to fit in, yeah. Basically. Yeah, relatable. And so we had a tournament in Las Vegas. So that's the, from New York, New York. Oh. So you're right on the, you said New York Skyline, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so New York, New York. New York, New York, yeah, the roller awesome. coaster. That was oh. the picture, and that's one of my teammates. Dang! And you guys are you guys did the solid yeah we thing. did the solid thing and the, and I obviously was so scared I closed <laughs> my eyes yeah. <laughs> See, this is why we learned. See, there was so much context behind that. Yeah. So was that when you first? What was that? The first time you played on a provincial team. Oh wow. Yeah. And you guys went to Las Vegas. Yeah, we used to go to Las Vegas every year. What? I, I think I've been like probably six times. What? Yeah. Oh man, I went to Las but Vegas. All under the age of <laughs> uh, twenty-one. Yeah, I went there for the first time when I was uh, in twenty seventeen, and it was fantastic. I love Las Vegas. It's fun. It's so much fun. Even if you're not drinking, drinking. Like, obviously, yeah. I was there for sports and like quite a bit younger. But like, like walking up and down the streets. I know it's and really cool. The hotels and stuff. Yeah, the, all the hotels are amazing, yeah. and all the casinos and stuff like that. All right, we got yeah. that one. We got them. I don't know. Oh, man. This is a lot of stuff to pick from here. Oh, gosh. Okay. This is... Oh, no. You're not supposed to see something. You're not supposed to see. Okay. Oh, man. This is really working on my descriptor skills. Okay. This is a picture also from 2013 and from June. 
Okay. It is Sophie who is seated on a gym floor um, with which what I can only describe as wearing. She has rainbow socks on. She has multicolored shorts on. A, it looks like she has a green tank top and then she put a blue tank top on top of the tank top maybe. And then on her right arm is a red armband. On her head is a red hairband. And on her face, it's like someone... It's like someone drew the hands of a clock on, on her face <laughs> in face tank. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. It's just like lines on her face. Like three lines on her face. And she's seated with her friend. Okay, I'm going to show it to Sophie now even though she totally saw it. <laughs> um, the context of this photo. I don't know how, like, basically, I don't know how it works here in Ontario necessarily at all the schools, but in Victoria, we had elementary school from kindergarten to grade five, middle school from grade six to grade eight, and high school from grade nine to grade 12. So this is like my, for, okay. in grade eight at our middle school, we had this thing called Survivor Day. And like, I was a big fan of Survivor, the show. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so this was like kind of the same idea where you do all these types of challenges and stuff, but you were in groups of three. And we decided to dress up as like throwback 80s as you do um, oh i like it and we won the survival competition one of the we flexed wins, but okay one of the big wins in my career <laughs> it was definitely one of the highlights um, definitely one of the highlights especially of grade eight and that picture yeah is from when we were waiting to hear the results oh of whether we'd won survivor or not and you did and we did it was big a surprise good day good day Oh, okay. Sorry, there's just so many, so many gems really? to choose from. <laughs> Probably all my mom tagged me in. <laughs> oh, I, I forgot to take it. I forgot to read the caption. But I think it was something about being tense or something. Like, big yeah, tense. Yeah, probably something about being tense. Okay, hold on. I, I lost a picture now because... Oh, boy. Okay. You don't have that many? <laughs> There's a lot of pictures, let me tell you. I'm looking at a lot of pictures right now, Sophie. There's a lot to choose from. Okay, this is going to be fun for me to describe. This is from, uh, this was taken in 2015, in February. Um, it's Sophie pictured with a group of friends. Uh, rather, you know, cringy, edgy, as uh, this time would would warrant in the background is a, a it looks like a, a photo booth of some sort the background has uh is riddled with the logo called Serevi, probably a sponsor of something of the, the event that sophie's at in front her friend one of them is wearing a um one of those like one of those things that very fancy women wear like a like a feather boa feather boa that's what they call them with like a big red hat on top of like a normal visor behind is another uh boy i guess you could call him boy with a with a massive red hat uh and then on the right is sophie i think yeah i appreciate that sophie <laughs> except she's wearing the crown of a pharaoh oh i know it's <laughs> See, it's so entertaining when yeah, you I was like trying to place it. <laughs> okay, here you go, Sophie. Tell me the context yes. of this. 
Okay, so this was another Las Vegas trip, actually. Oh my god! And they had Cerevi is a sponsor. It's like a a rugby brand, I guess you'd call it. And these are some of my teammates. Actually, one of them, Sophie Kennedy, that's in that picture, plays for the Queen's rugby team. Mm, my yeah. next guest, actually. Yeah. Really? No. Okay, I was like, what? That's <laughs> <laughs> such an obvious joke, so. <laughs> um, you said it so, so nonchalant. So. Um, yeah. So basically, they had a they had like a photo booth there, and I picked the head of a pharaoh for some reason unbeknownst to me i don't remember why <laughs> those edgy days yeah, like in 2015 exactly. i'm sorry it wasn't this edgy in 2015 <laughs> okay oh okay i guess we're not gonna look at the video we're gonna oh this is this is wholesome you know what we're gonna go with the wholesome one and I like the caption because it's just very, you need a lot of context in order to understand this caption. It's Sophie, once again, well, surprise, big surprise, sitting on like, I, yeah, that's definitely a boat. Yeah, okay, the deck of a boat. Um, and, to the, to, and she's sitting back to back and the person she's sitting back to back with, I, I surely hope is of some relation to you because if not, it would be very awkward. I'm gonna presume it's your mother. <laughs> I'm not gonna try and describe her. And um, but what's interesting is the caption: heading N E, which I guess is northeast on the Nordholdenschk. Oh my god, Nordholdenschk Canal, a dam by new. <laughs> What? Uh, okay. <laughs> That's a fair question. Sorry, this is really funny. This is really funny. <laughs> a dumb Heading northeast on the Norden, Nordhollandsk Canal. A dom by noon? <laughs> question mark? <laughs> question mark? That's all the inclination. There you go. Yes. Um, is that your mother or no? That is my mother. Okay. That's a good Whew. guess. Yeah. Whew. It's okay. a relief. Um... That's a uh, picture my uncle posted. We oh. we used to go traveling a lot over March breaks. Like we go, we go to New Zealand, Mexico, Hawaii, you know, England, Ireland, Wales, France, Italy. But Damn. Then, yeah, it was, I was a big traveler when I was younger. But that was on a trip to Holland because I'm Dutch. Oh, okay. And that, so we basically, you know how you can rent an RV and live in an RV uh -huh. while you're traveling around? Uh -huh. We rented a canal boat that you could live in. No way. So our rooms were kind of below deck or whatever, I guess you'd call it. And we would just drive this canal boat from city to city. And Edam is a city in Holland that also has super good cheese called Edam. If you ever go to a grocery store and you're like trying out Dutch cheese. So that was, I guess, on the canal, or in the canal, on their way to Edam. And yeah, my uncle likes to post pictures, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't post much, but I love that. my relatives make up for it. <laughs> no, every time I do this segment, it's always other people posting embarrassing photos of the yeah. person. Um, this leads me into the next one. Uh, man, I'm getting tired from all these... It's so. It's young Sophie. This is from two thousand seven. Oh 
Gosh. <laughs> See, I tell you, basic is that awesome. The caption is Sister Sophie with her can her Canada face paint. Oh no. <laughs> this is why I was yeah, pausing because I, I was like trying to compose myself. Uh, <laughs> See, I told you, you Sophie. This? I told you, Sophie. You can there's this amazing feature called untagging yeah. yourself. It doesn't show up this in this. This is a gem though. This, this is, is a gem. Okay. Um, on her forehead is a proud Canadian flag in face paint. <laughs> on her, if we go to her chin, okay, let's skip to her chin. It says Canada, but it's like Canada backwards. So like if you wrote Canada in like a mirror. On, oh man, on the left is like a Hockey Canada tattoo, I think it is. Rugby Canada. Oh, rugby, oh. Obviously, what I say. <laughs> Rugby Canada tattoo on the right is like oh I don't know that's a, I can't even make that it's like a white heart, but she has like a red, black and white mustache, um, face painted on, and two hearts. I think I think those are hearts. Those are like upside down hearts on either side of the bridge of her nose. Oh gosh, <laughs> I've dissected this photo. Yeah. This photo was never meant to be. It's almost like. The context of this picture, I bet, was like, hey, we'll draw this, like, cool thing on your face. And, like, they, they, you didn't know what they drew, and they just it was messed up. So, oh, you God. Look so, you look so clueless in this. You look like yeah. you have no idea what is going on. You're like, you're like, do I look yeah. good? Yeah. Show like, me. <laughs> Show me what I look like. Basically, this was, we were in France for the 2007 Rugby World Cup, and my brother decided to face paint my face and i like told him to do the big canada flag and everything like that but then i wrote canada on my face in a mirror i knew it see my yeah. man i'm good man <laughs> yeah. i'm good at my job and he didn't tell me that i was writing it backwards and then I knew he it. drew a mustache on my face like you gotta think i'm seven in this photo yeah so he is 18, 19, and just... Oh, your birthday's in June? Yeah. Oh, okay. You're eight I'm in this eight. photo. I'm eight in this photo. This is September, Boom. right? October. October, yeah. Okay. So I'm eight. He's, yeah, 19, 20. And he <laughs> is just <laughs> laughing at me, probably. Um, And also, my dad was the vice president of the Rugby Canada Board of Directors. So we had box seats to the games. And I, so I'm in this box seat with all the like presidents and vice presidents of like different rugby unions and I am Canada like on my on face <laughs> on my chin like backwards Canada a massive maple leaf that takes up my whole forehead and this this eight-year-old that's absolutely clueless with a mustache that honestly it just it's awful. It looks like a Hitler mustache. I almost want to save this to my phone. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So I think, honestly, I was talking, I was looking at this picture with my friends the other day, and they're like, you should recreate this for Canada Day this year. So we'll see. It. Yeah, we might have I a, would love to see that. It would be pretty funny. Recreation. Yeah. Okay, I think I'm going to try and find one, and we're just going to call it there. Okay. On, on, the, on the Facebook segment. But I was just wondering, like, it seems like you've traveled a lot. Is there any, like, experiences that, like, stand out to you? We went to um, World Cups in France in 2007 and New Zealand in 2011. So those are, sorry, Rugby World Cups, Men's Rugby World Cups. 
and we would like follow the Canadian team around and go to all their games and then watch like a quarterfinal or a semifinal and then that would take sort of a month and like five or six weeks and then I'd go back to school because um, it was always in September or October so I'd be missing a good chunk of school um, but those experiences really stood out because it was like some of my first like I would always watch the Canada games when they were at home, but that was like my first experience with watching, for example, New Zealand All Blacks play, which is like a historic team that's like been perennial champions for years and years and years. Mm. So it was like a really good hands-on first-person ex person exposure to the levels of rugby you can get to. And so those definitely stood out for me. Also just getting to spend that time with my family like on those trips, I just, I think that's why I'm so interested in international affairs and, and working with international corporations is because of that exposure I had to, to travel in different cultures at a young age. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So you mentioned New Zealand. Did they do, does women's rugby have like the haka? Yeah. Oh, they do. They that's do. Cool. Yeah. I hopefully this summer, depending on how selections go, We'll get to face it in July. We played in Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be That's so cool. cool. Yeah, it'd be sweet. So I've seen the Haka live from the men's team twice now, um, but it'd be really cool to be on the field and actually. Oh, that's so cool! I, I might want to watch that game. That's yeah, cool. hopefully we'll win. But <laughs> but yeah, the Haka. You guys gonna prepare your own? No, I mean yeah. that'd be insulting. That would be if anyone insulting. doesn't know, Haka is like a. Uh, New Zealand, like I guess it's a rugby tradition. It's sort of like a, um, like a dance, or like I guess it's it's rooting from their history, like their tribal. Yeah, it's from like the Maori tribe. The Maori tribe, which yeah. is like their Aboriginal yeah. group tribe, like yeah. First Nations tribe, and they, it's like a war dance, and it kind of like, from my understanding at least, and I am probably it's supposed to like intimidate this. It's like not only intimidate the opposition but it like asks the gods for like good luck and stuff mm. before the game and they do it before they so before every international game you sing the national anthems of both teams and then if new zealand's playing they go do the haka um across from the other team mm -hmm. and then you go line up for kickoff mm. yeah all right, well, we'll see how you hold up against their hockey. <laughs> yeah. I just know that there's that cool tongue thing they do. Where like, yeah, they stick out their tongues <laughs> yeah. at the end. It's so, like, it's so, like, I watch it, and I honestly get super hyped up when I watch it. I get so hyped <laughs> watching it. I know. I, I, I want to do it. That's why I think, like, being across from it would be cool. Like, yeah. I don't think you'd be intimidated necessarily. Oh, I would be intimidated. <laughs> okay, well, maybe you would. But you'd probably also get, like, some juice from yeah. it. You'd be pretty hyped up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's super, it's super cool. I really, like... The fact that they do that, unfortunately, we can't really imitate it. It's probably be offensive. Yeah, but you could just Google Haka and probably find some cool stuff. <laughs> that one's not that interesting. <laughs> okay, I'll take your word for it since you saw it. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. All right. Oh, this is it. This is it. I found it. I found it. Once again, I, I, I feel really bad because it's not you posting these things, but I am. I could untap They do it. have you in it. Um, okay. This was uh, from 2015. 2015 in Sophie's Life has failed to 
I mean, has not failed to impress. <laughs> and that is a quite interesting time. Sophie is with uh, two other friends in what looks to be like a... Oh, I can see. It says coffee and shaved ice. So like a coffee and shaved ice parlor, perhaps. I'm not really sure what kind of incentive. Yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't find myself going to. I'm just I'm reading. I'm trying to remember why. I'm trying to read, okay? Um, but uh, it's it, the place is called SNO, SNQs. SNQs? All right, whatever. That's that's regardless. It looks like Sophie and her friend are holding. I don't know. I want to guess that's like a butterfly net. Like I have no idea what you guys are holding. But it's rather interesting because Sophie's not looked at looking at the camera in this photo. She's looking away. She's looking away and onto the ground because there's probably something more interesting there probably than the camera. Because <laughs> of all the non-business, yeah. And when her when her friends uh, one of her friends is dressed in a nice tie-dye shirt, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, that's pretty much my description. It's it just I just find it rather curious that you would take a picture in a coffee and shaved ice place. But here now, now explain. Okay. Oh. <laughs> wow, I am posing. Um, is this a pose or is this like know. a candid? I don't know what this is. It looks like I'm probably doing an awful. No, it's probably candid. Uh, so this was on a, a high school track trip. This is when I did track. So I did like, I'm not fast at all, but I can run for a really long time at a pretty consistent pace. So I would do like maybe a bit of 400, but mostly 800 meters and up and discus and shot put for track. And our high school track team every two years would go to either Hawaii or Florida. So that was in hawaii no way yeah that one was in hawaii and i don't know we're probably getting a lot of trips we're probably yeah i've been to hawaii quite a number of times but it's also west coast so it's a lot it's kind of like i liken it to when people go to florida on the east coast like it's a five or six hour plane ride oh so it's not that bad um but yeah this is a track trip to hawaii and I definitely wasn't drinking coffee at that point, so I was definitely going for a shaved ice. What are you guys holding in your hands? Oh, flippers. Oh. Yeah, that's a bag, like a mesh bag with flippers in it. Oh, okay, that's what I was thinking of, like butterfly nets, like yeah. a mesh. Yeah, that was probably, we went surfing at that point, but we wouldn't have had flippers for surfing, so I guess we were just going swimming. Dang. Yeah. Well, now I feel like my high school times were not as eventful as this. Well... Probably in different ways. <laughs> I, so just, you, I just played sports and did school. And did you travel a lot? Or, well, I mean, you did travel a lot, but did you travel a lot in high school, per se? Um, yeah, for sure. I, I got to travel more with sports in high school. So middle or elementary school, middle school was mostly with family. And then in high school, I got to go, like, um, lots of like all over the states um like lots of trips to france and england um to trinidad to the bahamas um i'm trying to think that was all like that was all for rugby and then track obviously to hawaii basketball all over canada and the states um how was your high school life playing like six seven sports 
Um, so honestly, one of my regrets from high school is that I didn't spend a lot of time with my friends. Like I was so tunnel vision. And now that I've gone to university um, and like I study more with my friends and I have more time during the day and um, my teammates and I will like hang out after practice or whatever, I feel like I'm more well-rounded and it's it hasn't been, if anything, it's been beneficial to my sports to kind of have that outlet because in high school I was just so tunnel vision on sports in school that like I I would go home and sleep and like it wasn't <laughs> you know like I didn't have yeah. I had fun for sure but I didn't have that like fun with friends type of thing you know other than when we were on team trips so I forget what your original question was but like I <laughs> it's okay my high school experience was definitely like sports and school and I would travel for sports but like there wasn't much balance so for someone who's like struggling to find that balance who's maybe does on the flip side who who um relaxes too much and doesn't <laughs> do work very often or someone who works all the time and doesn't yeah. relax very often how do you think you what what advice do you have to find that balance or do you even think you're at that balance or not yeah, I think balance is different for every person. Like, you can't just say, I'm going to split 25-25-25-25. Right. I think balance is dependent on what your goals are. And I have some pretty clear set goals that I want to accomplish. And um, Which are? <laughs> well, um, I definitely want to play in a World Cup. I'm, I want to play in the... And play and, like, be an impactful player in the, in the 2021 Women's Rugby World Cup. I want to win a national championship in both rugby and basketball. Um, I want to obviously graduate out of the commerce program and, um, and yeah, work for some sort of international corporation. Like I said, possibly UN or the international Olympic committee. I would like to possibly look at going back into the sevens program, depending on how things go after graduation to, to possibly try for the Olympics. Um, I would like to play, <laughs> I'd like to play professional rugby overseas. I'll probably do that after graduation. That would, sorry, that's not a like, that would be a goal for sure. Um, but what I, like a quote that I have up in my room is that your goals dictate your actions. So I'd say for someone that's struggling to find balance, you got to find the first step you got to do is, is find what your goals are. Like really sit down and look long term and then work back into the short term and see what see what those five to ten year to lifetime goals are, then the three to five year, then the one to three year, then the monthly, then then your day to day actions are dictated by those goals and it reduces your decision making. Like if I have to decide between going out and partying on a Friday night or getting a lift in, well that decision's already made for me, right? Because right. Because of my goal, like my goal is making that decision for me. So if if you're trying to find balance, it's totally cool. I, I'm all for being like a so, social person and and maybe not getting your as much work done if you're okay to just pass. Right. If, if your goal is to just pass and have a good time at university and make connections and and network socially, then maybe you're doing the right thing. But you just have to make sure that your day to day actions are aligning with your goal. 
Damn, that makes so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> that, was some, that was some wisdom. Thanks. And I just was bestowed upon Mic drop. <laughs> Mic drop. Wow, that's really cool. So you don't ever feel like you get like burnt out or have you ever felt burnt out? Um, no, and, and people always like warn me about that. And um, there's definitely... Because like you still seem like a really hard worker. Yeah, there's definitely been... It, definitely hard movie. <laughs> there's definitely I run been, a podcast where I drink beer with people. <laughs> but you're getting it done. <laughs> um, there's been periods of time where I've been, like, exhausted and fatigued, but... Um, yeah, I just really enjoy what I'm doing, and I try to, like, get eight hours of sleep every night, and... Um, eight hours? yeah. It's about to be your bedtime. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and make sure that I'm eating right. And I think all those like little 1% add up to decreasing the risk of burnout. So yeah, I just try to control as much as possible. That's kind of all I got for you there. <laughs> <laughs> just keep it in control. Well, that's, that's yeah. really respectful. I mean, clearly you've got it down to a science. I mean, I bet if I did like seven different things at once, you'd probably get used to doing only two in university. Yeah. But like, what are some strategies you use for like academics? Cause I know you have to maintain an average for- Chances. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could probably be better at that to be honest. I have, a, I have a bad tendency to like, not put my head down and go till like, it gets pretty close. Yeah. And then I just go like hours on end. Um, but I'm getting better at like setting setting deadlines like at least a few days possibly a week in advance like personal deadlines for individual products projects like group projects are obviously different because you have to work around everyone's schedules but for individual projects if you can set a deadline for yourself days or week or a week in advance then you give yourself a bit of leeway um but you try to adhere to that deadline as close as possible so that you have um time if things go awry yeah, um, I don't know. I just, I'm, I don't know. I, I think like, <laughs> I think I said like- You're my, smart is what you're trying to say. <laughs> I've been, I've been lucky in the way that I've grown up and the parents that I've had that like have instilled that work ethic in me at a young age and like given me the building blocks to, to succeed in university. The reason I ask is because I will say that I know the average that you're expected to make or the GPA you're expected to maintain as a result of the scholarship. Yeah. And I know people that are doing, I don't even, I would say not even a quarter of what you're doing and they probably struggle to maintain that. So I was wondering what advice you have for them <laughs> or some sort of explanation. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of motivation when there's this money on the line to like get that. Um, but I think it comes back to what we were talking about earlier is your goals dictate your actions. So if you, if you're fine with just, if your goal is like a 2.3 or whatever, right, right, right. then like go and have a good time. <laughs> but <laughs> if your goal is like a 4.0, then you have to, you have put to let that work. dictate your actions yeah. and put in the work or you're not going to achieve your goal. Right. And it's going to be shitty when, whenever July, June, whenever grades come out, rolls around <laughs> and you look at your solace and you're like, crap. <laughs> I'm not going to get that scholarship. Well, hey, that's pretty good. I'll take that. Thank you, Sophie, for being on the podcast. Thank you, everyone, for your support and your feedback. Um, if you have any
feedback, please let me know. And I just want to say a special thank you to my housemates for letting me film this podcast in our house. And Sophie for your time because I know you're very, very busy. And so I feel very fortunate to you have an hour and a long, whatever long conversation with you. <laughs> Provide you alcohol. <laughs> um, yeah, no, thank you.